2: Love Talk Radio.
1: Challenging. Thought-provoking. Insightful. This is God in Country. The collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Shawn Michael Greener. Not your typical <laughs> Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener.
3: Welcome, y'all. Welcome, welcome. It's been a busy week, huh? been a very, very busy week. Lots of angst on the part of many in this country. Well the supposedly most dignified house in the land oh by the way you've you've uh you've tuned in to the collision of faith and politics. This is the collision of faith and politics popular thing to say nowadays, but uh I'm telling you this is it. this is where we call it like it is. We cut it straight so the supposedly most dignified house in the land, the people's house, the white house, lighted in the l g b t rainbow colors. You know, the the rainbow was a promise of God that he would never flood all of the land ever again. The left has allowed it to be taken. We really have allowed it to be taken to mean something totally different. So the White House is lighted in the LGBT rainbow colors at the command of the Manchurian president. The state's rights and individual rights, are nullified. ...by the opinion of the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Yep, that's your country. That's your country, folks. You know, if you don't support gay marriage being forced upon the states... ...your brain is a hater, a bigot, so be quiet. If you don't view the Confederate flag as an offense you're branded a racist, so you just be quiet. If you don't support Obamacare being forced upon you and everybody else, you're branded a Neanderthal, so you just be quiet. If if you don't agree with illegal immigration and, and benefits being given to illegal aliens, Do you do you are you okay with if you have a store? Many of my business owners out there, if you have a store out there uh, in in the internet, you've just under 500,000 listeners. You if you have a store, I'm sure among that many people, there's somebody that has their own business. You you want to be forced to give your product away to somebody that breaks into your store? Maybe you should just not lock your doors at nighttime. Maybe you should just not lock your doors. When you close up and go home, maybe you should just... Don't worry about it. I mean, You have a right to be here, right? And in about all that. If you're a Christian and you disagree with the left, you're branded a racist, a bigot, a religious zealot. Are you? Are you those things? Well, if you disagree with the left... And your brain of a bigot, racist, or religious zealot. You just be quiet. You just sit down and shut your mouth and go along with everything they tell you to do. They clearly and obviously know better than you do. What does this have to do with you, citizens? What does this have to do with the church, even? How are these things even related? Look, maybe you're one of the Christians that say you don't have an opinion. Look, I just don't have an opinion on gay marriage because it doesn't affect me. I just want to show the love of Jesus. Can I ask you, will your opinion change when your church is forced to host a homosexual wedding and its reception? Will your opinion change when your church has to hire a homosexual pastor or employee I'm going to show you today, in the time we have together, I'm going to show you today why you are the one impacted the most. Look, if you're that person that says, look, man, I, it just doesn't have anything to do with me. I just don't worry about it. I let people I let people do what they want to do. I just let people do what they want to do. Look, man, you can't legislate love. can't help who you love. If you're that person that says, look, I just don't care, it just doesn't matter to me, I'm just not, I'm not passionate about that issue, loans are not bothering me, you're the very one impacted the most. You're impacted the most by corrupt activist judges. And, and it's not just, look, you, you, we've allowed these judges to do something unprecedented. We've allowed corrupt activist judges on not just gay marriage being forced upon all 50 states, but also Obamacare. What's next? Well by the way, let me just say this really quick. You know, Elena Kagan and Sotomayor, they're both they're both known to be homosexuals. They're both known to be vehement anti gun. They lied about those things. Of course nobody asked them about their sexual preference during the job interview. So you can't be asked that, but 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 the employer the employers in our case uh, we're we are relegated whatever 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 the the uh, the impact might be we're just supposed to deal with it. we're just supposed to take it wherever and however just take it. Look, if you're a gun owner and or maybe maybe you don't have a gun today, but you want to own a gun. Guess what? This ruling this ruling on Obamacare, this ruling on homosexual marriage, air quotes. This ruling dramatically impacts you. But you don't care right now, right? Cuz you don't have a gun, you don't I don't know, you just don't feel the need for a gun right now. You'll wait till things get bad. Guess what? In Greece right now, guess what they can't do? They can't withdraw money from their from their bank accounts. You know, I know a lot of Greek people, and and uh, some of them aren't like this, but the majority there, unfortunately, is. They're rejecting. They're out protesting austerity measures right now. You know, the 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 amazing thing, the crazy thing right now. Is grease owes everybody, you know, gazillions of dollars, including us. But they won't allow us to say, hey, you got to quit buying more stuff. You've got to tighten it up a little bit. It's like the people on welfare here eating steak and lobster. While the working class, toiling away 60, 70, 80 hours a week, can't afford chicken. It's a smack in the face. Slow down, slam dancers. Stuff is beginning to break loose and you aren't ready. You aren't ready. Greece is here. Our press is, has been more effective. The it, the government, has been more effective in making us believe that this isn't going on. But let me tell you what. It is going on. Stuff is about to break loose. In fact, it is breaking loose right now. It's breaking loose right now. And you know what? We're sitting around whining and moaning. We don't really know what to do. We don't know what to do. Uh, We're wringing our hands. We're Christians are praying or saying they're praying. Nothing I hate worse. Nothing I I hate worse right now than to hear a Christian talk about, well, I'll pray for you. I'm praying. We're praying for America. We're praying for our leaders. You know what? If half the people, Christians I'm talking to you, if half the Christians that said I'm praying for you actually were praying for you, there wouldn't be a problem in the world. I'm going to lay a lot of this directly at the feet. Directly at the feet. Of the pastors, directly at the feet of the pastors in the country. So afraid of losing your 501c3, you worship that 501c3 instead of worshiping God. Worshiping God. You know there are people in churches that uh, all the time, uh, you know, where's my envelope for my for my deduction? I want to get my. I want to get my uh, deduction, I want to get my envelope, I want to get my little sheet. I, wa- I want to get that, I, w- I want that, I need that, because you know I'm going to do my taxes and I want to get some money back. Where's my envelope? At my Kehillah, we don't we don't run it that way, doesn't work that way. Nobody's obligated to give, nobody's expected to give, but you know what, if they do give, that's between them and God. We don't give the government any any uh, any inroads into our worship, into our Bible study. Look in the following Power Pack minutes. I'm going to weave a golden and scarlet thread through. And this is this is really all about Yeshua, which is uh, Jesus's real name. Jesus is is uh, is Greek, and the translation of Yesus is Jesus, but. Jesus and Yeshua are not the same. It's a game of telephone played over 2,000 years. I'm going to show you through scripture and modern culture to discern what the Bible says and what I, as a black robe regiment preacher, believe and recommend for the church and for the country. The once great country called the United States of America. Welcome, citizens. Welcome to all. Man, one of my buddies just. Sent me a thing, Philly Bob, the Navy's weighing whether to have marines hitch a ride on foreign warships, setting a shortage of u s vessels due to recent budget cuts, raising bipartisan security concerns about the leverage this could give up. Come on, people listen, I hope that listen, I hope that that's just a rumor. I hope it is. I hope it is folks, because if we do that, we need to storm the gates of Congress and the White House. And we need to physically and forcibly remove all involved in the governance of this country. And we need to start over. Pitching a ride on other countries' warships. Not on my watch. Not in my Navy. It's interesting, when I was in the Navy under... President Ronald Reagan, Commander-in-Chief Ronald Reagan, we had 600 ships, folks. And not just by numbers. Those ships were battle-ready. We have under 300. We have under 300. You say it's not a naval war nowadays. Really? It's not, but we got to hitch rides? With other countries? you got to be out of your mind. You have got to be out of your mind, folks. If you stand for that, you're gonna you're gonna fall for everything. There's no sense in me even talking. If we allow that to happen, even even in the smallest, the fact that that we depend on the international space station to to feed and supply and rescue American astronauts is disgusting. The fact that we have to rely upon Russia. To to get life-saving supplies, (laughs) may as well take Uber, (laughs) Jerry says. That's funny. Listen, this is where we are. How about all of our war fighters, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, sheepdogs, uniformed and clandestine services? You're standing on the line for us. Welcome to our Army Rangers and Ranger instructors listening. Welcome to our Navy SEALs listening. I'm not going to forget about you, and I won't let my audience forget about you either. Gold Star Families, I'm not going to let my audience forget about you either. In fact, many of you in my audience are Gold Star Families. You're the fraternity nobody wants to join. We treasure you and we stand with you. America, listen, we're still at war. The President says we're not, but we're at war. It's an absolute, and people are still dying. People with the American flag stitched to their shoulder are still dying. There's families at home that will never get to hug them again, will never get to hear I love you again. But you know what? There's a lot of gold star families that are all across the United States they've they've said you know what our government isn't taking care of gold star families our government isn't taking care of returning soldiers our government isn't our VA what are you hearing about the v- the VA lately you hearing anything they failed miserably again but the government's done a great job in incorporating the press in suppressing the absolutely abysmal abysmal numbers regarding the VA these people As a veteran, it disgusts me. These people went and gave parts of themselves in service to the country. We owe them better care than Congress. We owe them better lodging than Congress. We owe them better pay than Congress. Did you know Congress makes $174,000 a year to start? I want to thank the folks uh, at the Michael Strange Foundation. America's Mighty Warriors and Operation 300 this past weekend, they just had the uh, frogman swim. By the way, and I think this is, it's funny, great minds think alike, although he's the only one. Um, my buddy Jerry said NASA is now useful as an entry point for Muslim student visas. Did you know that? Well, I want to work with, with NASA. I'm a Muslim. I want to work with NASA. and they're allowed. They're allowed. And we just we just we you have no problem with that, folks? So this past weekend the uh the Aaron Carson Vaughn the Frogman swim was down there. I don't know what the official title of it is down there in Florida on the Treasure Coast. We had a lot of participants raising money for Operation 300 and For Our Son. America's Mighty Warriors, Debbie Lee, all over television, fighting the good fight. Karen and Billy Vaughn down there in Florida, traveling all around the country, traveling with the Concerned Veterans for America. Charlie and Marianne Strange, Michael Strange Foundation, helping, helping Gold Star Families heal. The Hill Grooves and Sean and Angie. You guys, man, you get it done. You're not talking a bunch of smack You're getting it done. See, you know, there's a lot of people that talk a bunch of smack about uh, what, you know, they want to do. I want to help. I want to do this. When it comes time to doing it, they don't do it. Here's something you can do for me. Hey, Happy Warriors, this is a ninja pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could... Follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the ninja pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the ninja pastor. And on Facebook, click on sign up just under my photograph under www.facebook.com backslash God and country radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows anywhere we're appearing and it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja pastor. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, follow me at TheNinjaPastor. Go to Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click follow and sign up. Thanks a bunch. Man, I really appreciate it. Way to go. Happy Warriors. Well, there you have it. That's something you can do for me. It's easy. It's quick. It really helps me. So first, let me tell you, friends, don't let the left brand you as being a hater. I had mentioned uh, in my open about the left. By the way, this is confirmed. Um, Fox News is reporting. My buddy uh, Philly Bob, Fox News reporting, the Supreme Court refused Monday, uh, which is today, to allow Texans, Texas, to enforce restrictions that would force ten abortion clinics to close. Oh yeah, so they're 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 legislating. So, so apparently they're legislators. Is that what you're telling me? Is this what you're telling me? The Supreme Court now are legislators. How do you feel about that? Look, you ought to be ticked off about it. They're un they're unelected. They're essentially unaccountable. And they are legislating. Let me tell you friends, don't don't let the left brand you as being a hater. Don't sit there and be quiet. You know they brand us as being uh a racist hater's bigots and we stand there cuz we're nice. We just stand there and we don't we don't fight back. We don't get mad. Just quiet good Christian folk. Silent. So you 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 accept that if you are against gay LGBT there's another one now X. That's if you don't want to say whether you are or you aren't or you want to change it from day to day. Homosexual marriage, you're a hater. You're saying, look, I, I don't want to put the word marriage after legal marriage. Let me just tell you something, folks. Here's something I think bears repeating and repeating and repeating. Why do we go to the government or it and we and we ask them, hey, can you sanction a marriage for us? Can Look, we need to do some paperwork here. Yeah, Jerry from Pennsylvania, good point. They're writing the laws for Texas. We're allowing, listen, by letting this stand, by not impeaching the Supreme Court, we're letting this stand. We're acquiescing. Do not acquiesce to the suggestion or even the assertion that if you're against homosexual agenda, that that automatically means you hate them. And you want to do them harm. Like people are running around beating gay people up. Gay people talk about how hard it is to come. uh, Yeah, boy, the extreme court is trying to get Texas under control. Let's shut them down. Let's shut this thing down. Too much freedom and liberty going on here, folks. Let me tell you. You can't stand for it but don't be silent when they tell you you're 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 a hater. If you're against anything that they want to do or have, look, it's all about it's all about equality. No, it's not. It's never been about equality. It may be about equality for about 2% of the people, which is 2 to 3 2 to 3 uh what is it? Probably 2 to 3% I think it is of the population. Two to three percent. All this is done for two to three percent. You know what's amazing to me? This is what's amazing to me. They they call it uh, a democracy. It's not. It's a constitutional republic. But they call it a democracy. If this was a democracy, two to three percent wouldn't have the sway that they have. But you know why? Because we sit and we are quiet. Because they've taught us, they've taught us that if it look, if you speak back, if you raise, raise your voice, well, you're even worse. And you know what we'll do? We'll sue you. We will sue you. We will tie you up in court because we're the most litigious group in history. And we're going to play a bunch of sad sack stuff that acts like uh, there's a bunch of homosexuals getting beat up on, getting cheated out of jobs. All of that. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for the uh, hypnotistic chant that assume you're a racist, bigot, homophobe if you don't agree with anything, the 2 to 3% of the population, which is what it is the homosexual population, LGBTX population, they convinced you that there is something wrong, something intolerant about you if you choose to stand up for what you believe in. And that if you're opposed to what they want to do or what they believe in, you're intolerant. For the record, I hate that we allow people to co-opt our vernacular, co-opt our words. Abortion is no longer abortion. It's pro-choice which of course the opposite is we are against having choices. We all love choices, right? Do you want New York strip fillet? You want lobster? You want chicken? You want turkey? You want meatloaf? You want scrapple if you're in southern Delaware? And we go along with it. We use their words. It's silly, folks. It's silly. And we get what we deserve. Don't let them sit there and call you intolerant. You know who was intolerant? God. You say, well, you can't be intolerant because if you say God is perfect, you're not perfect. Let's look in your hard drive or your computer and see what you've been up to. Let's look in your phone see what you've been searching. Let's, um, let's look at your secret life. Let's look at the things you say and do when nobody's looking. What if we put a microphone on you? Well. So we hush. We sit back. And we're quiet. For the record, let me let me be real clear with you. I don't want anybody telling me what I can or can't do in my bedroom. And you know what? I'm not about to tell them. I it's none of anybody's business. And you know what? I don't want I don't have any interest to know what goes on in gay people's bedrooms. It 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 grosses me out. I know lots of gay people and I'm close friends. Very close friends. I'm related. To several gay people. And I love them. And if, and if they were with me, and you were trying to bully them, mess with them, well, a couple of them, and you try to bully and mess with them, they'll beat you behind. They'll break you up in pieces. You'd pick on the wrong gay people if you did that. But look, I don't want to know what goes on in gay people's bedrooms. I don't want to, you know what, I say gay people's bedrooms. In the case of New York City this past weekend, during the Pride Parade, on the streets, some of them with kids they've adopted walking along with them in their crazy, wicked, sickening, disgusting outfits, they're having sex. Or whatever it is they call that. Look, folks, if you're not grossed out by that enough, to to say, now, now they have a communist mayor there, de Blasio. He's married to a gay woman. If that doesn't gross you out, people out on the street during broad daylight, having sex, well, you wouldn't be against it if it was uh, heterosexual people. Folks don't belong to be having sex out on the street, especially with children around. Keep that mess in your bedroom. Yeah, it grosses me out. It grosses me out to even think about it. But I'm allowed to be. Here's the thing. I'm allowed to be grossed out by things. My buddy tells me homosexual life spans 55 for women, 52 for men. That's the average. You know, you're told that you shouldn't be grossed out by certain things. Look, we always make these big disclaimers. I just made one. I said, you know, not only do I have close friends who are gay, very close friends that are gay. And you know what? I have close friends that are gay that have not come out. They're secretly gay. They know I'm not into their lifestyle. It's not my thing. They know where the Bible stands, and they know I stand behind the Bible. They know I know that I'm as flawed and messed up a dude as you'll ever, ever hear, as you'll ever, ever meet. If you ever meet me at one of my book signings or one of my speeches, when you shake my hand, you'll be shaking the hand of a sinner. Well, okay, so if we admit that one sin, one sin is the same as the other, Then you can't say anything about our sin. Let he who hath no sin cast the first stone. Shut up with that. We're talking about policy here. If you would keep your business in the bedroom or in your kitchen or your living room or wherever else you do your thing, we wouldn't be having this discussion. But you know what you want to do? It's never been about equality. It's never been about fair treatment. It's never been about rights and benefits. You know what it's been? It's about been about an agenda taking over. Look, I'm allowed to be grossed out by it. I don't like it. It's it to me it's weird. And I know it's anti-biblical. Look, before I stopped eating ketchup. You know, I don't eat ketchup anymore cuz I can't have tomato products cuz they apparently bore a hole in my stomach and my digestive tract. Ugh. Well, before I had to stop eating ketchup. I put ketchup and you can hate me if you want to, I put ketchup on my fried on my uh fried eggs. Sunny side up. Holla. And some of you are sitting there saying, Grass, that's disgusting. But you know what? You'd never sit there and tell me, hey, you know what? You're not going to be putting no ketchup on your eggs. And you know and if you did, you know what I'd say? Eat your eggs the way you want and I'll eat mine the way I want. All right, let's take, it, let's take it another step. Let's take it another step if that isn't enough for you. Let's say you buy a certain type of car. You buy a certain type of car. Do you want someone with no financial stake in your life whatsoever? They didn't pay a penny to that car. They're just some punk kid who's sitting there riding in the car, running down your car. Your other car was bitter. This car, this car no good. This car not right. This car is wrong, wrong, wrong. It's cause they're all wrong. Not enough room. I don't like the plastic. I don't like I don't like where the leather is. The leather different in this car. Seats are hard. There ain't no third row. I can't even ride with this. Now, look, my head is almost hitting the ceiling. I have no comfort in this car. I'm I am really 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 I don't like riding in this car. You should have never had gotten this car. You better go back. You better go back and get your other car. You know what I tell you? I would I would put my right hand blinker on. sure would I put my right hand blinker on you know what I do next I slow down then I come to a stop and I'd say get on out of my car you don't like you go on and walk where you're headed you have no say in what kind of car I drive because you know why because it's my money and it's my choice and I'm gonna do what I want with it what if they have something to say about the clothes you wear you buy a certain type of clothes You like you like to wear what you like to wear. If some folks, let me just say this. Folks, please dress for the body you have, not the body you want to have. You know? Mm, mm, mm. I grew up in a beach community, y'all, and some folks be walking around with bathing suits smaller than their undergarments, their underpants, smaller than their brassiers. Walking around, they even if they had a perfect body, they should not be walking around wearing that. It's just, I don't know. How you going to walk around? Would you walk to your mailbox in your underwear? I shouldn't ask that because there's probably a lot of people that would. Well, I should have the right to. But look, I don't go up to those people and say, you know, you need to put some clothes on. I just don't go to that beach. How about food to eat? You want somebody telling you? Oh, wait, we already have that. Michelle Obama. Does she look like she's in great shape? Oh, she's the most elegant, most beautiful, most in shape first lady we ever did have. Mm hmm. Yeah. Not. See, here's the thing. Uh you remember the uh the priest, I was trying to get on uh Fox News channel, I'm not trying to get on, but I had a chance to get on and be the um the Protestant uh version of there's a, a, a priest on there. I can't, Jonathan, I can't think of his name. He's a super nice guy. He's a real nice guy. He's a priest in New York City. And, uh, you know, whenever they have religious stuff on, they have him on. Well, I was, you know, I had a chance to be that guy, but for the Protestants. Well, you'd never, nicer guy, you never want to meet. He's kind of a little guy. He's a really nice guy, though. Super, super nice guy. Got a good heart. does a great job with his parish. He's very caring, he's very involved. Well, he walked uh he was walking by the the pride parade and he got spit on by several people. Oh, that's tolerant. You know what the group of tolerance seems to not be very tolerant at all. They don't seem to know what tolerance means. You know, wait, I know what it means. It means I'm going to do whatever I want to do you can't say nothing about what I do. You can't say nothing at all. So you mind your business. I'm going to go where I want to go. I'm going to do what I want to do. And you know what? You're going to accept it. Mm-hmm. You're going to allow me to do whatever I want. In fact, I'm going to make you pay some tax money for it. You're going you're gonna to underwrite it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm a taxpayer too. I deserve it. It's a right. You know what? LGBTX issues have nothing to do with tolerance. There's nothing to do with acceptance. It has nothing to do with equality. Let me tell you what it has to do with it's all about de-godding this country, it's all about stripping God, it's all about undoing the underpinnings that are undeniably Judeo-Christian in origin. You can rewrite the history books all you want because the winners of the elections, they write the history. They write the history books. That's what they do. And you know what we have to do? Shut our mouths. You know why we have to do that? Because we've shut our mouths. They got all blustery and stood up to us. And what do we do? We back down. It back right down. we back right down every time. Jonathan Morris, thank you, brother. Thank you very much for that. My buddy Philly Bob, he filled it in. Jonathan Morris, I've met him too. I hate that I can't remember his name. By the way, Father Jonathan, if you're listening, thank you for listening. And uh, sorry, I forgot your name. Nice man. Super nice guy. Sorry they spit on you. If I was with you when they spit on you, they'd be spitting out teeth and blood and whatnot ever else. they go, Phew, and then all of a sudden, slap, slap. Hey, why's my lip all big? Why am I seeing stars? The world is spinning. I think I would take a nap on the ground. I ain't going to let nobody punch you. You say, turn the other cheek. I'm going to say, turn the other cheek. No way. No way. We just, you know what we do? We just sit back and we say, oh, we're not going to do it. We're, not, we're just going to. We we'll pray for them. Listen, they tell us that our underpinnings, our our our, uh, our cornerstones of our government, are not Judeo-Christian. That's what they tell us. Look, we we were not founded to be a Christian or Jewish nation. We were founded in response to being forced to be a certain religion in England. We said we want to be whatever religion we want to be. We want each person to be able to choose for themselves. But our underpinnings are absolutely, absolutely religious in nature, Judeo-Christian in nature. And to say anything else is just a big bat lie. You know what they do? They're trying to de-god this entire country. Go look, go look. Don't do it now if this is your only internet connection because I don't want to lose you. I need you I need you to listen to me and share with your friends. But when you get a chance, go look at the Facebook page and the website of the Department of Education in the United States. Go ahead and look. Rainbows Look, because I'm not putting a rainbow up on my Facebook and my Twitter and celebrating and doing a little dance, doesn't mean I hate gay people. Doesn't mean
2: that at all. Folks,
3: we, we, we're standing around just like they're de-godding our country. We're standing around accepting that. We're accepting that. It's a big, fat lie. or a big, skinny lie. Don't matter. They want to de-god the country they take away god and the rest ends up being sinking sand you know i'm a christian and i'm unapologetically a christian i'm not ashamed of it there's a great song uh called the solid rock it's a hymn my favorite rendition of it um she is just crystal lewis is just amazing on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground as sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be found. Dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to be found before his throne. You remember, you remember that song? You're going to need that kind of strength. This is what we're facing. Give a listen. Come on,
2: y'all.
3: Sing around, dear, sinking sand. singing if you know it. When
2: darkness fades to love
3: rests rest on his unchanging grace. Every high and
2: stormy gale, my anchor holds within the there come on. Oh, a... a... no
3: See, that's the thing, folks. So many of us are so unprepared. We don't know what we stand for. We have no idea. And I'm sorry that was sketchy. I didn't realize my voice could be heard on that. I thought when I'm playing something, can't nobody hear me. So if you heard me singing, I'm sorry. Uh, I will not pay for hearing aids or anything like that. Busting no eardrums. So many of us, and I'm talking to the Christians and the, and, and, and the Messianics uh, that are listening. And I know there's Thousands of you. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Folks, we put our faith in the government, and it sounds sweet. Ooh, y'all going to give me something? It's going to be free? Mm, sign me up. So good, so good. It always sounds better than it is. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Our faith, the pinning of our faith. How deep is your faith? How sure is your faith? There's there's one of the, and, and this is, this is powerful. When darkness fails his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. God is not moved by all this mess going on in this country. I believe he's mad. But he's not shaking his faith. He knows who he is. Folks, you don't have to tell the lion he's tough and he's bad. You don't have to convince the lion. I rest on his unchanging grace. He is consistent in every high and stormy gale. Folks, we're in a stormy gale right now. We are in the midst of one of the most Dangerous times in our country, my anchor holds within the veil. my anchor holds what's your anchor? What kind of anchor do you have look if your if your anchor is in the government, if your anchor is in it, which is what I call the government, the entity, you are going to be lost, you are going to be drowned in the high and stormy gale, because it's coming and it's going to get worse. It's going to get so much worse that you're going to take gulps of air and all it's going to be is seawater. And it won't be long and you won't be able to breathe because you've got your faith in the wrong thing. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. I love this verse. His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. What is his oath? What is his covenant? What is his blood? Look, he made a promise to us, good and bad. Here's what y'all do. Here's what you're supposed to do. Do it. I gave you this book so you could do it. So you could know what to do. I'm making an oath with you. (laughs) No matter what you say, you say, oh, I don't believe in God. Well, I don't know what I believe. Get off the fence. Now's the time. Support me in the whelming flood. Folks, it is coming upon us now. The waves are washing over our bow. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. What that means, folks, is the boat is rocking. We are taking on Water, only thing that will save us is turning to Christ, the solid rock, and standing upon him. Because everything else is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. That doesn't mean that we, we're we perfect, but it means that his righteousness imputed to us on the cross. He gave it to us if we accept it. If we sit silently with our hands folded, quiet, reverent. We're not doing what God told us to do. My friend Susan uh, comes to our Kehala. She's an excellent writer, uh, a a stalwart of Second Amendment and and pro-Israel issues. Uh, Ironically, she forwarded me an article that I was just actually reading by Sylvia Thompson. Sylvia Thompson is is a black lady. She is amazing. In this article, I, I, I want to I avail you of this. Her name is Sylvia Thompson. She posted this today, June 29, 2015. She says, I posted an article at Renew America several months ago titled, The Coming Criminalization of Christianity in America. I suggested that the outcome of the Supreme Court's decision on homosexual marriage would be to enshrine sodomy into American law, and in so doing, would decree that all Americans must bow to homo-fascism. As expected, they've done the despicable deed. Now what? Many, many so-called Christian leaders will, of course, do nothing other than what they have done throughout the decades, and that is effectively ignore the homosexual lobby and its lawlessness. Other so-called Christian leaders are clearly apostate and have embraced that lawlessness, falsely claiming that God agrees with them. That is a despicable lie. God does not agree, as Scripture clearly reveals. And then there are those believing Christian leaders who will fight evil. They are the hope of this nation, at least until Almighty God ultimately determines America's fate. I say this in my open on Sunday. Go back and listen to Sunday's message. Same channel here. I am the Black Robe Regiment, and I was Black Robe Regiment a long time ago. Pastor William Owens, he's a black minister of the Coalition of American Action and Principles, it's called the CAAP, consisting of ministers of all races, has decided to take a firm stand. His organization will view the court's pernicious decisions as equivalent to previous court's decisions against black Americans who sought equal treatment under the law. That was the time when a black American minister, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and his followers used the only tool available to them against a gargantuan, lawless court system they took to the streets in civil disobedience. Pastor Owens has announced that his organization will consider doing the same to fight the current court's ruling against Christians. goes on to say in this excellent article, in a similar vein, former high school coach Dave Dobonmeyer has formed a large group of Christians called the Salt and Light Brigade, referencing Christ's call to believers to be the salt and light of the world, Matthew 511 through 14. Coach Daubenmeyer indicates that he will be posting updates on planned acts of resistance to the lawlessness of this Supreme Court, www.saltandlightbrigade.org. You can go to our God and Country Facebook page. If you go to God and Country Facebook page, um, it's just facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. All these things will be there for you. Bible Christians and the rest of the millions of Americans who made known their staunch opposition to homosexual, to the homosexual sham marriages through the ballot box. Look, in 31 states this was done. Voted down. Well, those of you that went and voted it down, go stand with these brave men and others like them who have fearlessly chosen to resist. We can declare boldly that we will not be disenfranchised why should we allow disenfranchisement in America, where so much so much blood has been spilled to guarantee this guarantee us the right of conscience. It is a given that the pernicious court system aided by a lawless Obama administration, will act viciously toward opposing Christians with a force matching that of Hitler's Nazi regime. Regime. I'm glad she said it because I've been saying it on this very, behind this very microphone, and when I travel around the country and speak, I say it. This guy's no different than Hitler. He just hadn't started killing folk yet. Oh, wait. Yes, he has. Extortion 17, Benghazi, and so many others. And we should not expect aid from spineless legislators of any political party or so-called conservative conservative pundits. They will talk a good game, but most were cowering in their corners, hoping for the very decision the court has rendered. They can now hide behind that decision and claim their hands are tied. True Pontius Pilate. They will say the law has spoken, when in fact five self-serving, lawless jurists have forced their godless will upon the American people again. More and more Americans will be persecuted, prosecuted, and imprisoned as this court ruling goes into effect. Folks, uh, th- this is me talking. I'm telling you, persecuted, prosecuted, and imprisoned. I would say years ago, I think it was three years ago, I was giving a speech in Florida, Florida or Alabama, Kimmerwich, um, a huge group of people, and I told them this very thing. I said, Christians and Messianic Jews, raise your hands. Jews, raise your hands. There was almost 4,000 people in the audience, and I said to them, you will be persecuted, you will be prosecuted, and many of you will be imprisoned in the years to come. This administration is after you. I did a book signing in the back afterwards, and I don't know how many people were in line. And as I was shaking hands with those people, many of them, many of them said, "I'm glad somebody finally said it." Everybody else is afraid. And then many of them said, "It can't possibly be that bad." Back to the article. It is certain. To play out that way because eventually the persecuted will stop accepting lawless court rulings that result in their bankruptcy and the Nazi esque brainwashing sessions called sensitivity training that are punishment for non compliance with evil. At some point, Americans being so treated will say no and they'll stop responding out of fear. All of America will then grasp what homo fascism truly means, as the Germans eventually grasped what Nazism meant. Within the organization and planning that Pastor Owens and Coach Dobbenmeier and groups like them will provide, victims of homofascism can now share a sense that they're not alone. Organized Americans stand with them. If a small business is terrorized by activist homosexuals because most big, listen, most big businesses are already on their knees, pardon the pun, doing their bidding. Or an individual's job or position is threatened by homosexual tyranny. These people can seek legal protection from groups such as the Alliance Defending Freedom, American Council for Law and Justice, and the Liberty Council. All are adept in the legal fight against the enemies of Christianity. What the court has done is to galvanize decent people into an opposing force. And you know what? I thank God for that. This is now a fight between defiant, flawed humankind, the perverted activist and all that support them, and almighty God. I pity the fool who thinks the former will win this one. No matter how many Christians the godless persecute or kill off, Christianity will stand. And they, the activists, homosexuals, and legislators, and judges who bow to them, the apostate Christians and all others who support them, will face Almighty God in due time for their actions. It does not matter how many of our family members have chosen to live homosexual lifestyles. She says, uh, Sylvia Thompson, the author of this article, says two of hers died of AIDS. Nor does it matter how many homosexual friends you may claim. We will be called to account for where we choose to stand on this issue of unrepentant homosexual sin and the tyranny that accompanies it. Almighty God is not mocked, according to Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Those who are currently flipping God off, spitting in his face, as it were, will be judged. That all of us will eventually face judgment, but those who are not willfully defying God need not fear that judgment. God knows who willfully sins and who does not. And for that, all who are repentant and struggling against inherently sinful natures can be grateful. The fear of God that is expected of us is not the morbid fear of an unjust tyrant, such as the tyrants who now control America. It is a fear that is born out of reverent respect for his overwhelming power and his perfect justice, like that of a caring and loving father. Bible Christians must hold fast to this truth. I have a saying. Stand. Resolve. And decide. But you know what? It's backwards. You can't stand until you resolve, and you can't resolve until you decide what you believe. Decide, resolve, and stand. Pastor Carl Gallops, in one of his recent books, Final Warning, Understanding the Trumpet Days of Revelation, speaks of chaos enveloping the earth in the last days before the return of Christ in regard to the latest Supreme Court assault on America's heritage of freedom of religion He has this to say to biblical Christians. Let me encourage the children of God. Under the blood of Jesus, we were raised up by God himself for such a time as this. She's a black conservative writer whose aim is to counter the liberal spin on issues pertaining to race and culture. Look, you want to know what you can do here is a great place to start you say i i don't know as much as i need to know clearly i want to get off the sidelines i want to get off the fence i want to get in the fight here's one place you can start right here hey happy warriors this is the ninja pastor here listen keepers of the republic people who care about the future of this country if that's you and you're not the you that just wants to talk about it just do facebook post just do twitter but i mean you really want to do something you really want to make a difference you're called a keeper of the republic. Our founders clearly detailed that we, the people, would keep our republic if we participated in our own governance. Self-governance, let me tell you what, requires education, participation, sacrifice, and determination, and the belief that you can make a difference. Look, you've got to do something, but what is something? As I said, Facebook posts, they won't save the republic. Neither will rallies or voter drives. It goes way deeper, and if you truly want to do something of value that is also effective. The question is, are you willing? Listen, you can go to Center for dot com or you can go to Facebook dot com backslash God and country radio. There's a link there uh for a center of self governance. All you do is click there while you're there at Facebook.com backslash God and country radio, click on like and sign up and you'll have all these links uh, immediately available to you. Super, super easy. And I can help arrange courses for you in the Northeast and elsewhere. You gotta do it. You say I gotta do something. I wanna do something. This is the something. This is the something really big. This is the secret sauce. You gotta ask yourself some tough questions. Do you really have what it take? do you really have what it takes to help save this country? Do you really wanna save the country? Have you given up already? Then here's the really, really tough question. Am I worth the blood and treasure already sacrificed for liberty and freedom? Am I worth the acres of crosses in Arlington, Virginia, and towns across America? Soldiers who gave everything, committed everything to our freedom. How do you do it? Go to my Facebook, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, and then click on the link to this Center for Self-Governance. It will be right there. You want to do something? This is your something. Rush Limbaugh. You can say what you want about him. He's a great American. He um, he's an intentionally in, intensely nice guy. He's extraordinarily generous, um, silently and anonymously generous. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody as generous as him. Quite frankly, amazing man. He's been doing this, and he's been on the front lines, and he's been right. All these years, I very rarely ever quote other radio hosts, but look—you don't get any clearer than Rush on this. The title of his uh, transcript was "What Anthony Kennedy and His Four Cronies Have Unleashed." This is Rush speaking. There wouldn't be social issues if there weren't angst and misery and unhappiness. And make no mistake—that's what's driving all this, folks. You may think that this is all political, but it's angst and misery, it's unhappiness, it's people seeking a mysterious. You can read it in Kennedy. Uh, Supreme Court ruling, you know that Supreme Court decision that Kennedy wrote is basically all about self-esteem and dignity. That is why uh, Antonin Scalia uh, openly wrote he would be embarrassed to sign his name to a majority opinion, such as that written by Anthony Kennedy on the gay marriage business. Esteem and dignity and freedom of intimacy and all this stuff. Make no mistake, this, I mean, you can say it was political and is But this is a quest for happiness that has eluded people. It is a quest for normalcy that has eluded people. It's a quest, and this is not going to provide that. See, that's the thing. This is not. In fact, there's already, there was a story yesterday in the New York Times, historic day for gays, but twinge of loss for an outsider culture. There are already gay activists who are saying, and this is paraphrased, gee, I don't like it, not being a member of the oppressed, he says, I'll share with you the details. I got a couple of audio sound bites, but the social issues are political footballs, not because of us. And by the way, I think you fiscal conservatives out there, I should say you fiscal Republicans, who say, you know what, social issues, to hell with them. They're killing us. It's all economics for me now. I don't want to hear about social issues. You are, if that's your attitude. If you don't want to hear about the social issues, if you don't want social issues being debated or discussed, then you might as well just turn the culture over to the left, because that's what the social issues are all about. What do you think this is about? Where do you think this cultural depravity and rot, perversion, whatever you want to call it, is coming from? It's it's not because we stand for life. It's not because we're anti-abortion. That's not why this is happening. It's not because people are for marriage as explained and defined in the biblical book of Genesis. That's not why all this is happening. We're minding our own business, and all of a sudden it's okay to kill babies in the womb. And people say, no, we say it's not. We stand up, and then all of a sudden we're the ones who are the bad guys. Take any social issue you want that's in the public realm, and it's been converted to political issues by the left attempting to advance their agenda, not us. And for every Republican that in frustration says, to heck with it. These social issues are killing us. We've got to stop. You can't stop because the left owns authorship of all this, and the left is not going to stop. You know what's next, don't you? It's hard to predict which of these are going to happen next. Again, this is Rush Limbaugh. One of them may already have. A church is going to be sued for refusing to perform a gay wedding. I said this two years ago. I wasn't on the air in this format. Uh, My Sunday messages um, were recorded and then put up uh, on the Internet, on my websites. But you can go back and listen all along. Uh, And I said, churches are going to be sued for refusing to perform a gay wedding. Back to Rush. The church and the pastor, whoever are going to be sued both as an institution and individually, because that's the design. There's an all-out effort here to water down, dilute, and if they could, just eliminate Christianity as a dominant cultural, religious, and dare I say political force. That's the target. Rush goes on to say, and then you may have heard people speculating about polygamy, and you may say, ah, come on, this is just panic talk. It isn't panic talk, because the way Kennedy wrote his opinion, there's no legal way now for anybody to oppose it. Gay marriage, you look at Kennedy's ruling, you listen to how people talk about it, and gay marriage, marriage, forget gay. Marriage itself was portrayed as a thing that some people get to do and others don't. And that made it unfair, and that made it civil rights violations, and that made it unequal. And then the millennials said, oh, if it's unequal, then it's bad. we got to be for it. Well, marriage is just the latest thing that some people get to do and some people don't. And guess who doesn't get to do it? The people these crazy Christians don't like. Well, that makes it unacceptable. But marriage isn't a thing. It's not just. It's not something that some slave owner 200 years ago invented specifically to discriminate against people. The first references to marriage anybody knows of are in Genesis. So you can say God. But that's even offensive to some people, Rush goes on to say, by design. Now the other thing that marriage is portrayed as, in addition to a thing, was a benefit. And wasn't fair that some people got the benefits of it and the other people didn't. Marriage has never been a thing as described there. Never been a benefit as characterized here. But it is. As far as Justice Kennedy and those who agreed with his majority opinion in the Supreme Court are concerned, there's nothing special about it. It's just a thing over there that some people get to do and a minority of people don't get to do. Therefore, it's a civil rights discrimination. The actual undeniable truthful characteristics and definition of marriage long ago vanished from any debate on this. So this is written that all is okay. Polygamy as a following thing. I'm not trying to scare anybody here. This is Rush speaking, and I agree with him, by the way, and not trying to jolt anybody. That's natural progression. I'll somehow, in fact, the left is already writing for it. You've already got people demanding it on the left. It was as predictably, it was as predictable as the rain, except in California where there isn't any rain. Let me take a brief time out and get a little bit more detail about all this and explain why those of us who are who vigorously disagree with the Supreme Court's decision Friday did so. And it's not to deny some people a thing. And it's not because we want to deny benefits to some people and who don't get them. It's not because we're selfish and we want marriage as an institution only to us. As is the usual case when discussing the leftist agenda, you cannot discuss the leftist agenda without also discussing the constitutional destruction that takes place as a leftist Agenda March Forward. Now, what must happen constitutionally for the Supreme Court to decide that gay marriage is, that marriage, period, is under the purview of the federal government? There has to be some constitutional connection. And of course, there isn't. Marriage already existed when the Constitution was written, marriage existed thousands of years before America did. So the government has no role in it, no role in it whatsoever. It has taken it, it has assumed it, but what had to happen? This is where the learned people are really concerned. What has to happen in order for Anthony Kennedy and his four cronies of the Supreme Court to claim that there is a constitutional right to marriage or gay marriage, it means that existing actual constitutional rights have to somehow vanish or be changed or altered. Look at it this way. The right to own guns, the right to bear arms, The right to free speech. Rush goes on to say, that's amendments two and amendment one. The right to religious liberty is amendment one. They are explicitly mentioned in the Constitution and they are explicitly protected. Governments shall make no law abridging the right to keep and bear arms, free speech, religious liberty, except it just did. And you see, that's the rub, the erosion of real constitutional rights. Now, the effort to erode those rights... No, gun laws haven't been affected here, but religious liberty has, and so has free speech. Free speech and religious liberty, folks, are out the window. This is Rush speaking, and I agree with him. For something that's not mentioned in the Constitution, there was no law. If there were law in Kennedy's decision, this could not have happened. There was no law here. There was the creation of law at the expense of other things explicitly mentioned in the Constitution. This was about dignity. This was about self-esteem. This was about, what did he call it? I can't remember. It's embarrassing, the route taken to justify this. But forget religious liberty. It's now gone. Just hang on a day or two if you want to see that. In fact, you've already seen it. Free speech is gone. See how quickly those can erode. What else? What else can activist liberal judges erase from the Constitution? Because once it starts to happen, and it has, And it has been. That's the troubling aspect, one of many. Now, he goes on to say, I want to continue. This is important. I'm I'm sharing this with you because it's so important, because I think nobody today, nobody today is saying this. Nobody lays it out like he does. There's a reason he's number one. The guy gets it. He goes on to say, now I want to continue on this for a couple of minutes here, and we'll move on to other things. But I need to express this specifically. And by the way, in terms of giving up when it's the law of the land, oh, we can't do anything now. It's the law of the land. The pro-life movement didn't look at Roe versus Wade that way. And the left clearly doesn't look at their political defeats that way. It's, well, that's not the law of the land, or, or that's now the law of the land. I guess we'll have to move on. The problem here is, and I heard other analysts say this week, that it could eventually backfire. Although I don't know what backfiring would ultimately mean other than public opinion shifting, but I think some something's going to happen before, even before that does, which I'll get to here in just a moment. But the fact is that the American people were in the process of having democratic debate about this, state by state, by state by state, and it was trending positive. It looked like in not too long a time, maybe five years or ten, who knows, maybe less, that the people of this country would vote state by state to legalize homosexual marriage. Now that debate's been shut down because Anthony Kennedy and his four renegades rode in, shut off the debate and determined, right here it is, it's right there in the 14th Amendment. See, see, it's right there, that people in this country who are not happy because they're left out of things have a right to be included in those things, and it says it right here in the 14th Amendment. It does? Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. It's right there. I don't see it. Well, you have to be a lawyer and be thinking like we do to see it, but it's there. Ah, aha. The same thing that happened with abortion. See, there's gonna. the culture is now, society has now been roiled, and the debate is going to rage on. It's not over. It's not going to be over. Because never forget this. No matter what victories the left, the socialists, the liberals, the Democrats, whatever you want to call them, no matter... No matter how many victories they have, it is never enough. No matter how much money they get to spend, no matter how much money they get in benefit, no matter what it is they demand, it will never be enough. Do you know why? Because when Justice Kennedy and the rest of these people talk about dignity and self-esteem, that's exactly what's on the table here. I don't care if it goes gay marriage to Obamacare. I don't care what the issue is. The Confederate flag, you've got people over there who are miserably unhappy about something. And they believe that getting something, taking something away from people, from other people, will make them happy. You know what? It never does. It's never enough. And it's going to be the case with gay marriage. It is not going to make them feel the way they want to feel. It's not going to erase whatever baggage they have. It never is. This is not specific to gay marriage. It's specific to liberals. Because their targets, their quests, or what have you, are rooted in a void. I think they're absent God in many cases in their lives, not just gays. I'm talking about the global warming crowd, Rush goes on to say. Everybody who denies the existence of God in favor of a different God somewhere over here, it's not enough. It never is enough, never will be enough. And so the quest is going to continue. And it almost can be reduced to a grass is greener kind of thing. The majority have these things. We don't have them. It's not fair. We want those things, too. Then political pressure is mounted, and they get those things, but they keep coming back for more. It's just never enough. There just isn't any satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction no matter what happens. In fact, you could almost say if you study leftists, the welfare state, the benefit state, whatever you want to call it, the more they get, the angrier they become. The more they get, the more unhappy they become. This is something that I have noticed, particularly these past years, black America's angrier now than it's ever been. Various special interest groups on the left are angrier, more unhappy than they've ever been, while at the same time we're hearing it's the greatest week for Obama in his presidency last week. It's the greatest week ever. It's historic. It's the greatest week this country's ever had, but it doesn't translate to happiness somehow for some reason. Because, you know, the decision wasn't rooted in, I mean, those justices on the winning side last week did not look at the Constitution and say, can we find somewhere in here a right to homosexual marriage? They didn't even look. You see, that's the point. They didn't even look. They didn't even ask, does the Constitution allow states to define marriage? They just said, do you favor gay marriage or not? And that became the whole legal proposition in favor of it or not. It's a thing some people have and some people don't. It's unfair, a civil rights violation. It's a benefit some people have and some people don't. We've got to fix this. It's a gross error. It's inhuman. It's unfair. It's bigotry, all of that. Because marriage was cast as some sort of institution created by a bunch of bigots, elites for themselves and denied to others. And by God, we're going to fix that. So as Rush was saying, to fix that, you have to take other parts of the Constitution that do exist and de-emphasize them or ignore them. Freedom of speech, religious liberty, and I'm telling you, it's a toss-up, which is going to come first. No, it's not. Religious liberty. The attack on religion is next, on organized religion. There's already – I've got a couple stories in the stack, which you guys, if you listen to this, you'll know. He, He did go on to tell that. I didn't listen to it, but I did read his transcript, and it was powerful. About leftists making an immediate concerted move to remove the tax-exempt status from all churches if they will not perform homosexual marriages. Let me say this. My church doesn't work that way. You can take your 501c3 and put it where the sun don't shine. I'm not interested in it ruling what we do in our worship. None of your business. You can keep it. It's not enough for you out there to say, "Okay, well, the court said gay marriage is legal. Fine. That's not enough. You must actively embrace it. You must actively support it. You may not oppose it. You may not even diss it. In fact, folks, in Kennedy's opinion, get this. In Kennedy's majority opinion when talking about religious liberty, this is just so big of him. He grants the people of religious disagreement. He grants that people of religious disagreement will continue to have the right of dissent. Well, isn't he special? But he didn't say anything about the right to practice religious liberty, not in this discussion. They made all kinds of references, a couple, three. That if you are a deeply religious person, a priest or a pastor of a church, you're free to dissent, meaning you're free to tell people you disagree, but you're not free to act on it. In other words, you can't deny the constitutional right we just ordained. You can argue against it, You can say you don't like it and you'll be okay, but you cannot practice that. You cannot. That's practically stated in the Supreme Court opinion. So my guess is that's already happened. You know, a gay couple has walked into a church somewhere and tried to reserve it for a wedding and been told sorry. So now that gay couple is meeting with their lawyers and we'll find out about it soon enough. And it's not just one. It's going to be a bunch of places. You watch. And the next push is going to be, hey, I want to marry two women. No, no, you can't. Well, if you go to Anthony Kennedy's opinion, there's nothing. The way marriage is defined there, the way homosexual marriage, gay marriage, was permitted and defined, it said nothing about two. The opinion doesn't mention the word two. It talks about self-esteem and dignity and happiness and all that. So if you're happiness, say you're a woman, and you want to marry two guys, I mean, love, what is it called, uh, uh, brother-husbands, sister-wives, brother-husbands. So you're a woman, and you want to marry two guys, I mean, the court cannot say no to it. If it ever gets there, it cannot say no to it because of the way they said yes to homosexual marriage. So there's going to be a push for that. That's not a prediction. That's fait accompli. So religious liberty and freedom of speech have to be diluted. They have to be watered down. They have to be, might you even say, eliminated in order for there to be homosexual marriage. That's the real reason so many people who really think about this oppose it. It's not because they want to deny anybody anything. It's not because they want to deny anybody benefits. And it's not because anybody wants to say, well, you can't. You're only 1.6% of the population, under 2%. It's not that at all. Believe it or not, there are people who care about things larger than themselves. I'm one of them, Rush goes on to say, and I'll say I'm one of them. The Constitution is one of those things. The country's One of those things that I care about more than I care about myself, I don't look at the political system as a self-interested, say, way to get rich. A lot of people do. I don't. A lot of people look at the political system as a thing to game and angle. Rush goes on to say, I have a deep reverence for the Constitution and how it happened. I think it's a miracle. But it isn't taught that way anymore, except in Rush Revere books and a few obscure obscure universities. Chris Ann Hall, I can tell you, he doesn't say this, I'll say it. Chris Ann Hall is teaching it. My buddy Rick Green is teaching it. My friend David Barton, he's teaching it. In my church, in my Kehala, and in my speeches, and in my books, I'm teaching it. Other than that, the Constitution is nothing spectacular. The Constitution is being taught as this giant document of bigotry and discrimination, and pretty soon those are going to be the only people teaching it because the students in college today learn to become teachers. That's all they're learning about the Constitution. They're not being taught this reverence for it. They're not being taught the miracle that happened for it to occur when it was a miracle in Philadelphia, the writing of the Constitution. Now it's just some racist, racist screed and so forth. That's why so many people want to hold on to it. But look at two subjects, abortion and marriage. You know, neither are even mentioned in the Constitution. They're not once mentioned. Marriage, abortion, they're not once talked about. However, these lawyers in black robes, why? They regulate, why they they certainly feel like they've got the power to regulate these things. Where do they get that power? Where do they see in the Constitution that they get to see things that are not there? And you know what falls by the wayside here, wayside here is state sovereignty. States have always had purview over marriage. That's one of the bases on which the states ratified the Constitution. So the ease with which things in the Constitution can be written out of it here or are ignored in favor of something not even mentioned is kind of scary, folks, regardless of what you think. He goes on to say, ladies and gentlemen, I made a verbal dyslexic error. The Anthony Kennedy opinion on gay marriage does say to. I said it doesn't say to, and I conflated my own attempted meaning here. The point is that there's no intellectually honest way to distinguish the reasoning on gay marriage from, say, reasoning used to support polygamy. The decision does say to in terms of determining homosexual gay marriage. The point here is, in getting there, By relying on dignity and self-esteem narrows no specific limit here in the pursuit of self-esteem and dignity that the court has now sanctioned. In fact, think of polygamy. Think of the arguments for polygamy. Hey, three sets of parents. Why, you'd have another set of parents to take care of the babies in case one set of parents couldn't. I mean, I'm sure you can come up with equally advantageous examples or reasons for polygamy. By the way, this is Dr. Sean speaking here. I know some polygamists. Some plural families, they're some of the greatest, most amazing people ever. Their kids are amazing. I can't really throw rocks at it because everyone I know, we would we would be good to be like them in how they live their life. They're amazing people. So I can't really throw rocks at it. We can get in a theological discussion sometime. Well, God did away with it. He used that to populate the earth, and then he stopped it. Whatever. We're not going to talk about that. The point is it's going to happen precisely because the Supreme Court's decision— on homosexual marriage, cannot say it can't. Listen to this. I'll be right back. It's important stuff. I'll be right back. Hang in there. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen. You need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes and your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is... 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested, you can be jailed, you can be sued, you can be fired, you can be bankrupted, even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. You don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be the second call defense. (laughs) Listen, we've got your back. It's complete (coughs) legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? Eight seven seven five zero two thirty three hundred. 502 3300 SecondCallDefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's a Ninja Pastor's number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up you know, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show. Uh, to follow this show, but there's links on there. Once you do that or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go, get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there, trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. All right, so there you go. There you go stuff for you to chew on here's the thing this this is from a conversation i had with a really good young man he's a young husband he's worked for me for years a uh, great guy really kind of finding his way lives down in texas he's a young father he's got a beautiful little boy and wonderful wife and he asked me He's you know he's trying to figure out what he believes and he asked me he said well why is global warming why is it a political issue shouldn't it just be a scientific issue He, and then he cited a group of maps and National Geographic. You say, well, man, why are you changing gears here? You'll see. I'll bring it back to it. So he cites this group of maps and National Geographic television and public television and all that as to why he believed in global warming. He said, look, I've seen maps. I've seen National Geographic. I've watched the NPR and and or uh, listened to NPR and watched the National Public Television. You know, they're they're showing it here. It's a terrible thing. So he asked me, why is global warming a political issue? Here's my respectful answer. Let me tell you, maps are made by cartographers. They are compensated by an entity. Entities paying for maps and districts and regions, such as Agenda 21, they all have an agenda. They are compensated by an entity with an agenda. Their agenda, it's money, it's votes, and it's power. And I answered him, I said, you know what, I have many friends in the Arctic. I've been there. I've been to Arctic uh, Circle in Antarctica, the uh, Northwest Territories, the Yukon. But I have friends that have lived there for many, many years. And they tell the real story of experience. They say, no, no, no. Temperature goes up, goes down. But listen, we've got more ice and more snow here and we can do We, we deal with. It. It's, sometimes it's warmer, but most of the time it's, it's a whole, it's, you know, we've got more snow than we can manage. So my friend asked me, he says, why is this climate change or formerly global warming a political issue? Well, why are guns? Why? Because money and votes and to take away our power. Why is welfare? Money and votes and power. Because there's an agenda. Folks, I'm telling you, there's an agenda here. You've got to see past what you think that it is. It ain't what you think it is. Why is welfare? Because when you give people stuff, you you steal the money of other people. And you give it to another group, and that other group says, hey, thanks for this money. You've now got my vote. And thereby, you've got more power. Because there's an agenda. There's something to be gained, and there's something to be lost. Why is abortion a political issue? I'll tell you why. Because for the left, the party of no God, the godless, you remember in their platform they they voted how many times? To take God out of their platform. Yeah. They did that. They make billions. This is why, because for the left, the amoral and anti-God, they make billions in the abortive industry. They've got skin in the game. They say they want to help the black communities. They say they're the, they're the, the party of the black, the black struggle. Newsflash: 82% of black babies never survive the womb. Money votes in power, folks. The left is keenly interested in not only population control, but population selection. My buddy Jerry reminds me the green lobby has given us ethanol, dangerous light bulbs, tin can cars, solyndra, high prices for refrigerants, and industries that cannot continue without government subsidies. Folks, government subsidies, you know what that is? That's government using your money to prop up a business for money, for votes, and for power. Ethanol has been proven. You know, let me ask you something. Does it make any sense that we're burning food in our cars? Does it make any sense that you ask any mechanic and he'll tell you, you want to know what's the number one risk to your automobile? What's going to ruin your car first? The motor? Ethanol. By the way, Philly Bob, that's very rude of you to send me pictures of food you're eating. I am so freaking hungry, you just don't even know. And that looks amazing, FYI. Yeah, he did that. He did that. Send me a picture of his great food. So hungry. I should have had snacks. I was advised to have snacks, and I forgot. I have a brain injury. So so you see here, the left is, is keenly interested in not only population control, but population selection. Who do we put forward? Who do we... Who do we support? Who do we rah-rah? Who do we create these false decisions and prop up? Well, the people that vote for us. That's who. How about illegal immigration? Why is that a political issue? seems like it ought to make sense. Hey, we have borders. You're not allowed to come in unless you do certain things. And you know what? We don't want you criminals. We don't want your rapists. We don't want your drug dealers, and we don't want your drugs. Listen, I have many great Mexican friends. They're wonderful people, hard workers. Not every Mexican is a hard worker. They'll be the first to tell you. The hard workers will be the first to shake their head and go, you know, there's a lot of lazy ones. Just like in America, there's a lot of lazy people. But it's money, votes, and power. It should be a no-brainer. You know, Donald Trump just got in a whole bunch of guff with uh, Univision. He doesn't really care. No, I'm not going to vote for him. If he's our only candidate, if he's the guy we select, which he won't be, he'll bail out long before that because it's going to cost him billions of dollars to do it, to run, to actually be the president. You and I both know, if you're a thinking person, he's not going to do that. But he just talked about Mexico, and Univision said, oh, that's it. we're done with him. You know what he did? He said, hey, guess what? All you people that have memberships at my clubs, you come to my hotels and you play on my golf courses, newsflash, consider that null and void. You're out of here. I like that he does that. He's got cojones. That's what we need. Not his, but we need somebody with some strength. Let me ask you, why is racism and race peddling a political issue? Anybody that has any modicum of, of study of history, can tell you the best friend a black person has ever had is a conservative Republican. Yeah, you don't think so? You don't think so. Let me ask you, the longest-serving, most powerful Democrat in the United States Senate, he's gone now. He was like a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Nobody seemed to have a problem with that. Oh, that well, that was, he was, that was, it was young. No, that's not true. I've got a picture of him in his grand wizard uniform. On one sleeve, he's got the American flag. On the other sleeve, he's got what is said to be the Confederate flag. It's the stars and bars, not actually the Confederate flag. Listen, I could spend all day, I only have twenty minutes left. I could spend all day telling you the truth about who really Robert Byrd Senator Byrd. He was vaunted as a hero when he died. See the democrats tell a different story the press is on their side the press is them they're not they're not on their side they are them the press is them so they've got you believing that race racism is and race you know uh, bigotry and all of that is 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 exclusively a thing of the right something happens something ever happens listen you tell me why look i i feel bad for those people that were shot up the families that lost the nine people that are gone, I do feel bad about that. But why did we, why did the president forward to them twenty nine million dollars? Tell me why. Why were they given all that money? Money and votes and power. Ironically, the 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 pastor who was uh, I believe a congressman. He was vehemently opposed to Obama's stance on gay marriage. Isn't it something how we are such suckers that we allow Barack Obama to say on national television when he was running for president that I support a marriage between a man and a woman. I do not favor gay marriage. And Hillary or Hillary Clinton, she has forever said she's against gay marriage. And now all of a sudden she's celebrating All of a sudden, when the political wind shifted, it's all of a sudden she's a fan. Money, votes, and power. Why are the opinions of the Supreme Court of the United States of such interest to the left? They bought the court, folks. They own it. Money, votes, and power. You know, I'm no huge fan of of, uh, Huckabee, but my number one chief researcher sent me this, and and, um, I don't follow Huckabee very much. I've met him a few times. Um, I just, you know, there's something about him. I don't know what it is. I, I wish I could tell you I knew what it is, but there's something about him that just doesn't sit with me. But I like what he says here. Huckabee suggests that Christians will have no choice but to resort to civil disobedience in order to follow their faith in response to the Supreme Court of the United States same-sex marriage ruling. This is according to ABC News. It's not about marriage equality. It's about marriage redefinition, he goes on to say. This is all, of course, but what does it really – this is all true, of course, but what does it really mean for us? First, this is him. This is Huckabee. My personal emphasis here has always been and will always be that we, the people of a free Republican Christians, do not look to and should not beg for our rights from the government, or as I like to call it, it. I wish that I could agree with Huckabee that there will be widespread civil disobedience from the Christian community. I wish know because I believe why do I wish because I believe we will be silent we will acquiesce this is unfortunate and I use that word consciously as an understatement this is a nail in our nation's coffin because this ruling and subsequent acceptance by our society of what marriage means ushers in a larger agenda one that doesn't stop here sure you my adult listeners You're not suddenly going to change your mind on Christian convictions regarding marriage, which is why you won't protest. But your children and your grandchildren, they sure will change their mind. They'll have no choice. It won't even be a matter of decision on their part because the nation that is the leader of the free world made the wise decision that, air quotes, love wins. Social media is where your children get their news. You know that right That's where they get their news. It's where they get their opinions. They're jubilant at our civilized wisdom finally overcoming all the rainbow colored profile pictures on Facebook and all the cheering from many including many self professed Christians, all the pictures and videos of the debauched behavior on the streets of New York City. Have you seen the pictures of and the video? of the pride parade. You know what would be said when we raise our uh when we say look, you know, we don't want to see naked men walking down the street. We don't want to see We don't want to see men in 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 less clothes than than you would see on pornography. Not only emulating sex acts, gay sex acts, but doing it. You know, when when uh, when I bring that up, other uh, homosexuals, more uh, quieter, more discreet homosexuals will say, well, look, I don't want any part in that either. That's why I don't go to gay pride parades. So I'm not for them. Hey, you want to go and you want to celebrate? That's, that's fine. But it, this is my private thing. It's not anybody's business. It's me and my partner. I can have more respect for that. But they always end up saying, hey, look, this is a tiny percentage of the gay population, tiny, that's behaving like this. Where else have we heard that? Muslims say it's but a tiny percentage. It's only about 3%. Still 300 million, folks. 300 million people can have a lot of sway in the world. Even Christians, they're striving to be enlightened. Have you seen these rainbow crosses with the left's mantra that that we've taken? Remember that co-opting of the vernacular? We like that saying, love wins. and So we put it on a rainbow cross, and we put that as our banner on our social media. And you know what? There's a lot of illiterate youth out there without a Bible or a Sunday school class or a Sunday school teacher or a preacher in the pulpit that has the cojones, a black robe regimen preacher that says, I don't care about your 501c3. You're not going to tell me what to preach. You're not going to tell us what to teach. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. These illiterate youth who know how to play video games but wouldn't know where to find anything in the Bible, who can't bear to sit through a 45-minute Sunday school class, they believe that Jesus' love and that homosexuals getting married is a part of what Jesus' agenda was and is. Jesus would love it. You know, in the gay pride parade, guess what was going on? There were people dressed as Jesus, and they were making out with other men. You weren't offended by the the urine Jesus, the the Jesus on the cross, put in a a container of urine, that didn't tick you off. It made me want to punch a lot of people in the mouth. He said, "Oh, Dr. Sean, that's not very Christian of you, folks." I'm the Ninja Pastor. I didn't get that name for nothing. Well, that's not very Christian, really? You're gonna allow your Jesus to be put in a container of urine the 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 icon of your Jesus you're gonna allow that somebody getting their face punched. Somebody's taking one in the chops. Well, that's not very Christian or loving. It's not very Christian or loving to put my Jesus in a in a bucket of urine. You'd do it once, you wouldn't get to do it twice. Rather than being offended as they should be, these innocent minds, these young people, remember these illiterate youth? They're on board. You see, the larger picture for Christians is that our job just got a whole lot harder. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. You know what it's called? It's called my number one chief researcher. Uh, it the, the actual title of this, and pardon, pardon my, my crudeness, but it's called Piss Christ. Let me see that guy putting that up. Oh, they're going to put me in jail. I'm sure they are. It's freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech. Really? Because I can't preach now that homosexuality is wrong. I can't say no in my church. You're not going to come in and 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 force me to do a, a gay marriage, a, a same-sex marriage. You're not going to do it. Can't do that now. The larger for and listen. If you're a Christian, or you're a, a a believer out there. Whatever you, you know. You, I, I'm a follower of the way. I use the term Christian, so you'll understand. But I don't refer to myself as a Christian. I refer to myself as they did and. In the times uh, post-Crucifixion and Ascension, they were followers of the way. To be called a Christian was actually a pejorative. But listen, folks, as followers of the way, as Christians, Catholics, Protestants, whatever, Jews, your job just got harder. And it's going to get a lot harder from here. Because just like Rush said, just like uh, Huckabee said, just like I said, for years I've been saying, It ain't going to stop here. The challenge is to make clear what Christianity actually is. The challenge is to make our own PR and not allow the other side to define what Christianity or what it should be, what it is or what it should be, in order to be hip, trendy, or cool, or fair. I'm going to say this artist's name. Andres Serrano. Andres Serrano. That's the guy that did the piss Christ thing. That's him. You better be glad I don't know him. You say, God doesn't need me to fight his battles. Let me tell you something. You know, there's nothing more embarrassing than Christians to just... Let me tell you, you you know when the Jews, when they finally uh, started to win back when they fought when they fought the holocaust um uh, th- there was a point where they said you know what we're done we know where this leads and we ain't going without a fight but you know what you-, you know what the nazis did first they took away all the guns they took away the books they took away the guns the gospel is good news and the good news is not that jesus died so we can all have a the same-sex partner or subsequent marriage partner that we fancy without fear of judgment or the free will of people who don't want to participate in or pay for our choices. There's going to be more rulings that are counter to your faith. The Supreme Court is not a fair and impartial arbiter, but a body designed to change society. And this is what I'm trying to teach you in this show and in my speeches. This is how we must educate our fellow citizens and our children, first and foremost our children. We've got to tell them about this. We've got to teach them this. The inalienable rights given by our creator and where the differences lie in what Scotus thinks our rights are. I've got a caller. I hope this is a clean clean call. I will zip you out quick. Welcome to the show. What's your name? How you doing this? Uh,
0: Washington, D.C. Uh, my name is actually Ty from Washington, D.C.
3: Hey, Ty. How are you? Welcome to the show.
0: I'm all right.
3: What's on your mind?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it clean. I'm, um, I don't know how well-received it will be, but I'll be gentle, <laughs> as gentle as I can be. Um Assuming, Well, not assuming. This is the first time I'm to the show, so I'm reading, and, I'm, and I know this is more on the religious side, which is which is great. But assuming that we all are, are of the understanding of, of what it is that is believed upon, then this was no surprise, if, if I'm assuming correct. This was no surprise. Um, oh, yeah,
3: the Supreme Court ruling? Oh, no surprise at all.
0: Right. Now, I'm assuming you know everybody's pretty religious, but you know, when I when I read, when I do read, I haven't been reading as much as I have been when I since I was a kid. But you know, when 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 that Matthew 10:30, I think it was it was a 10:34 or something where he says, "I didn't come to bring peace but to bring a sword." And I and I thought about that as a, as a kid and it didn't make sense until I got a little older and then I said, "Okay, you know, I'm reading between the lines." But every institution that man has made around God has utterly failed because it never aligned with what he wanted. If his commands were very simple in the very beginning and society keeps changing and now he has to send prophets and judges and all these people to talk to people, then that's a pretty much a signal that there's a problem. Would you not agree
3: well, where's the problem originate do you say Are you saying the problem originates with? God and and His ways that are. um, By the way, Matthew ten thirty is as for you. Every hair on your head has been counted. So I'm not sure. Ten thirty four.
0: Ten thirty four.
3: Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the land. It is not peace I have come to bring, but a sword. Right. Yeah. So um, So you know, ultimately.
0: Right, right. I don't want I don't want to sound confusing. Uh let me be more clear uh so that way you know where I'm coming from and then I'll I'll go ahead and uh, but um what I'm saying is is that okay, the whole purpose of a savior, there was a whole purpose for it, you know, if 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 man couldn't get it right. So if you look at what's going on right now, okay, you've got the US dollar is falling apart, which, you know, hey, you know, economics is gonna happen. And you have all these wonderful prophecies that are taking place. And, it, you know, I'm not surprised because it seems that people have forgotten that these things are supposed to happen. But then we, we never really take a look at the fact that what have, what have we done? What Why is it that the church is being torn apart? You know, because obviously that that has to happen before everything else can come to fruition it's either you're going to be on god's side or you're going to be on the institution and everybody else's side because now that the federal government has said hey if you don't as a 5013c marry these people i'm going to tax you you know the state can decide what they want but the federal government says i'm going to tax you now you have some churches who you know they've been making certain people have been making pretty fat salaries they're like okay you know I'm gonna to succumb to this because I want to keep. Money. Well, now you know what that church is about. It was about money because you can't serve God and money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got the swords. That's what swords do. They divide. They 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 separate one side from another. They rent things apart. So if you had to send the savior because something was wrong, don't you think that you know some of our ideologies as people were completely off base?
3: Well, I think we mess it up. I'm going to, uh, if you email me, uh, go to my website, The Ninja Pastor, and go to the Contact Me page, uh, and you email me your name and your address, I'm going to send you a free um, autographed book, you put your name and all that on there i 'm going to send you my book and 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 in my book, I explain a lot of this um and we only have a couple minutes left in the show. I really appreciate your calling uh you have been very respectful and i I really appreciate that. I will say this that it 's man that 's messed it up we 're a fallen people. we took what was good, and we perverted it um and and i'll and i 'll tell you that even families the bible goes on to say that uh, you know families will be turned uh, against each other it's it's you know it is absolutely going to be one against the other even within the same family because of which side you choose um and that, that's that's cuz we're broken folks we're just broken folks but i will say i really appreciate you calling in and and make sure you go to the the ninja pastor dot com and go to the contact me page and send us a note with your name and your address and i will be happy to send you my book called excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america It'd be my pleasure to send it to you and i really thank you for calling in from the district there
0: okay take care
3: god bless you thank you for calling well that was an awesome guy i'm glad he called and the the chat has picked up there thank you so much for all of you for uh for joining us there. i'm sorry i didn't get to I was kind of fired up today, I guess. People are sending me message after message saying, whoa, slow down. You're you're fired up. Um, yeah, I am. This ticks me off. Uh, next week, we're hoping to have the Borellis on, Tom and Deneen Borelli. They were supposed to be on today. Um, and as you might guess, they are being slammed uh, in TV interviews. Uh, next week, I'm hoping to talk about what the Bible says about gun control, what the Bible says. Did Christ actually teach pacifism? Uh, and our, our last caller kind of touched on it, and I'm going to go in greater depth next week. Self-defense in the Old Testament. In God, role of government, self-defense versus vengeance, self-defense in the New Testament, national blessings and cursings. And I'm going to wrap it all up for you. Folks, I appreciate you joining me today. It matters to me that you do. Please subscribe. Uh, that's you know th- Those are the numbers that matter. I can have half a million listeners, but you know what? Uh, amen. Luke twenty-two, thirty-six. Amen. Thank you for including that. Someone from chat just included that. That's a powerful passage. So, folks, tell your friends. Please spread the word. I really appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you and keep you. And may he make his face to shine upon you.
1: Join us next time.